Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes and get it automatically. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. You can email me at Josh at MyFirstSketch.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Josh High False. Before we get to the guest today, I'd like to tell you that submissions are now open for Philly Sketchfest's ninth annual Dirtiest Sketch in Philadelphia event. If you're a sketch group and want to try to join the list of winners such as Secret Pants, the Fico Brothers, High Drama, and the Incredible Shrinking Matt and Jackie, you can submit your group by going to phillysketchfest.com. Now, let's travel back to 2011 when I took a class at Philly Improv Theater where Kevin Allison of The State and The Risk Podcast would direct a show which we'd write over an eight-week period. This is my first experience performing a full show, and today's guest was in that class and show with me. Aubrey Williams, who is currently a member of Goat Rodeo and Manny Petty. Her first sketch is called Miracles. Aubrey Williams plays Celine Dion. Catherine Ann Ryan plays Anne Geddes. I am the interviewer and provide the visual information. So let's go to the sketch. Documentary style. Celine and Anne sit in chairs with a small end table between them. Both speak directly to the camera with the occasional interaction. Where possible, a projection of images from miracles and fake stills from Miracles 2 can pop up on cue in background. So the world wants to know, Anne, what inspired you to make not one, but two Miracles books? My beautiful friend Anne captured so well the beauty of newborn life that we wanted to share it with the world. The interview looks confused. I had always wanted to incorporate Celine into my artwork, and when she asked me to photograph her and her baby, I thought, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. So to show the beauty of life through Celine. So Anne, how did you get started in the business of newborn photography? She took the most precious things in the world, babies, and made them even more precious by showing them as one with nature and dressing them up like flowers, which then I held in my hands and put under my dress to create a beautiful, compelling message. Again, the interview is confused. This showed the possibility of life, of what could be, of what would be. This was, the w- this was what the world needed. And what inspired you to do Miracles too? And did you originally intend to do it with cats instead of babies? Because people were con- surprised by your choice. New York Times even called it a bold, perhaps unwise move. We thought about doing Miracles too with babies, both because they were so great to work with in the first book and also because they represent hope. But we had done that already, so Anne and I started to brainstorm what we could use next. Now, I can't speak for Anne, but I was worried, because you tell me, what is cuter than babies dressed as flowers? I didn't think anything was. And here was the dilemma. We had a few ideas, but there were holes in all of them. Puppies, too suggestive. Adults, too jaded. Food, not inspirational enough. And just when we thought all hope was lost, Celine said it. Sleeping cats. That has to be the second cutest thing next to sleeping infants. And you can quote me on that. At first, it was hard to sell for me. But after a while, I thought, this might be crazy enough to work. But since we were going <laughs> with a medium other than humans, I don't think, I don't like to mix mediums in my art. I told Celine, 
Since you're a human, we either have to make these cats human-like with clothes, wigs, and baby doll appendages, or we have to transform you into a beautiful mother cat. What was that process like, Anne? First, we tried to make the cats into humans, like this. He holds up a picture of a pissed-off cat in a wig. But they immediately ripped off the hands, feet, and wig. And then they ran and hit as if it were abnormal for cats to be wearing clothes. That really hurt my feelings. Even my subject, even if my subjects are animals, they still need to feel comfortable. So we fit Celine for cat eye contact, ears, and synthetic whiskers. Anne, what was your budget like for this book compared to the first book? There is no expense spared with Anne, and that is why I love her. And to answer your question about my, amazi- m- my amazing transformation into a mother cat. If this were filmed, we'd cut to a deadpan look from interviewer. Anne is a pro, and I trust her. I purchased actual cat hair from Taiwan that we glued onto Celine's hands, arms, and face. The next week, we held auditions for the subjects. But those kittens, they were rambunctious. Of course they were. They're kittens. Moving on to the next question. I tried to at first to put one under my dress to see if it would lay there as if it were sleeping, but no sooner than I had lifted my skirt, it had crawled at my hands and I dropped it. We couldn't hire that one. It was a liability. So back to the budget for Miracles 2. How much more was spent this time around? No one hurts my actors, and none of these cats were cooperating. So we shortly realized that cats simply did not like being up Celine's dress. But half of the shots I had planned were pictures with one or several cats inside Celine's dress. So, so (laughs) So there was no alternative. At this point, we couldn't use real cats. But all of the shots called for cats, so I decided to have lifelike cats, mo- lifelike cat models made. I hear you had Henson make those cat replicas out of Swarovski crystals, which you then concealed by gluing fur on it. These cats were so good to work with because they didn't act up, and we could pose them however we wanted. In one shot, I even had a tiny cat sleeping in my mouth, and people have been saying that it is their favorite shot. I am pretty sure that I could not put a live cat in my mouth. Even if it were sleeping, that seems too dangerous. The interviewer takes off the mic and just gets up and leaves. And that is the story of how Miracles 2, Catnaps, came about. And we plan on bringing you, the the public, even more great collaborations between myself and Selene. Although, don't ask me about how we can top these two books. Wide shot on camera person looking super confused while eating a donut. Could possibly add in a since this interview took place slide highlighting additional crazy books they've made. Just a heads up, you might occasionally hear Catherine hanging out with us and laughing. And I think there's a visitor that interrupts us mid-sentence while we were recording. But here now is my interview with Aubrey. Hey, Aubrey. Hey, Josh. How are you? All right. Um, yeah, so that was weird. Tell me yeah. Tell me where that came from. Well, it was my first ever sketch, and I just kind of vomited words onto a page. My friend had just recently got me a discounted copy of Miracles, uh, Celine Dion's book of pictures with babies, like... Under her dress, there's actually <laughs> one uh, where it's under her dress, and they're dressed up as little flowers, and Anne Geddes did the photography, and there was a weird picture of her, and she just looked like a crazy person in, like, the uh, book. In the well, I, I think um, 
you know that that old joke of there's two people two kinds of people in life people who like this and people who don't and i think that's a very clear th- truth of angetti's like yeah and oh. those creepy baby pictures like you either absolutely love them and yeah. think they're the, like the height of art or they <laughs> who, terrify you who thinks that i i want to meet them <laughs> but i know they're out there I'm they are out there so uh, feel free to <laughs> yeah. email Aubrey. I know my friend was like, this is the worst thing I'm buying it for. <laughs> and uh, it worked. It worked. It was so weird. I still have it. And <laughs> Why? I, I don't, I can't. You've moved multiple times, right? I can't like bring myself <laughs> to part with it because it's so weird. It's like, a, it's like now like a heartfelt, like I'm like, oh, he knows how weird I am. I'm going to keep this forever. Um, uh, so, okay, when was this? Like... This was probably in 2000 and this was right probably about 2008, I think. Okay. So eight years um, ago. The height of Ann Geddes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, it's like that book was like not being sold, so it was on discount. <laughs> it was a discount. It, yeah. yeah like it was probably out for like um, five years. So what, but what inspired you to write a sketch? Like what? I was taking a women in comedy workshop with uh, 1812 Productions. Okay. So we were like kind of dipping our toe and during, uh, like right after that weekend, I went to New York for some reason. I can't remember why. Um, probably just to visit friends. And then on the train ride back, I was like, I'm going to write my first sketch. But I didn't have a laptop or anything. So I wrote it in a tiny little notebook from Old Navy. Which you sh- which you showed us before we started talking. Yeah. And uh, like it's like a little like artifact of Philadelphia yeah. comedy at this point. Like yeah. Uh, Aubrey's first yeah. sketch, like It'll be in the we can have a horrible museum piece soon <laughs> of dumb props that we've made. Know, Aubrey's right? first sketchbook. It has like coffee on the pages. I'm sure <laughs> it's like water, water damaged. It's it's pretty old. It's eight uh, years old. All right. So, what was your fandom of comedy like? What were you watching as a kid? What were your favorite movies, your TV shows? Um, as a kid, I w- well, not as a ki- as a kid, I was super into like. With my dad, I watched like a lot of Monsters, a lot of Three Stooges. Um, watched a lot of Golden Girls growing up. Um, a lot of Murder She Wrote, which isn't considered a comedy, uh. but I <laughs> found <laughs> I found uh, Angela very very comedic. Jessica Fletcher. I mean. <laughs> um, and yeah, so what other? I, um, Mr. Bean, weirdly. I was big into Mr. Bean for a while. Yeah? Where I was videotaping it off of PBS L- and rewatching like, it. Like VCR? VCR. Oh, okay, okay. It. That's, this is the first that's time fine. I've ever that's fine. In that's the fine. That's fine. I love. I love Mr. Bean. Me like there's. Too. I love um, physical comedy, and I think that because stems from three students. You you so yeah. you say videotaping, and I think you're like putting a camera oh in front of your television <laughs> and doing it that way. And I'm like, I'm, okay, that's weird. Don't do it that way. <laughs> I there's had a tape in a VCR and was taping it so I could rewatch yeah. it later and show my younger siblings. Because I remember, like, stumbling upon Mr. Bean because it was like late night on. Yeah. Channel 12. It was on at weird times. And I was like, what is this? And why is it here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> But it, you can't stop watching it. No. Like, it's like a beautiful train wreck. And, that, and then you <laughs> realize that there's only like 20 episodes of it. Yeah. And then a movie where he recycles everything. But yeah. like, Mr. Bean's such a, like an iconic, <laughs> iconic character. And that, that's what blew my mind later was finding out that he was the voice of Sazu in Lion King. Yes. And I was... <laughs> 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 Rowan, yes, Mr. Bean, yeah. 
Not really. Is yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, Miss, yeah, Mr. Bean was like I think my one of my first introductions to like British comedy, British humor. Mine too, yeah. And like, though. Are you being served? I. I, I, I oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying everything just to screw everyone. <laughs> I remember. Scenario. Are you being served? I remember keeping up appearances, although I never watched it. Like I remember that like PB like Channel Twelve had that block. Oh yeah. Like weekly. Um, but like Mr. Bean was. I don't know how big I'd say he was, Mike, but I remember the the episode where he's at church, and he oh, yeah. he kneels down, and then he <laughs> falls asleep, and he falls on his head, so he's like just sleeping, head kneeling, like it's this great visual yeah. that totally doesn't work on a podcast. No, but no. <laughs> find the episode; it's fantastic. I remember um, that one, and there's one I really liked where he's like buying a mattress, and he has to like tie it. Uh, to the onto the car, yeah. To sit on top and yeah. Like steer with um, so he, zany. Uh, he's a, it's such a weird. It's so bizarre because it's silent. It's silent it's, comedy, it's, and it's like it's a, a silent film. Yeah, yeah, and it's um. And it's like a half. Aren't they like a? They're like they're, two segments. Yeah, they're usually like yeah, yeah. two. Like um, and then like, like you have to be so smart to be that dumb in comedy. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it takes a really smart person like to play a really uh, dumb person. It so takes a really uh, nice person to play a really mean person. So what else, what gets you into wanting to take that workshop with 1812? Like, I had just how so do like you get to that point? I was a theater major because I, for, I'm, a, I'm a very peculiar being, and I <laughs> became a theater major because I was the worst actor in the world, and I was not, like, I was a very shy kid. I was an introvert, and I was like, yeah, the thing that I need to, like, get the best at that I'm the worst at like if I'm if I'm looking at school this way where <laughs> I need to like grow <laughs> in some field it's definitely theater because I'm literally the worst like <laughs> so I did it and like people enjoyed how peculiar I was on stage and like so some of my teachers were like you're so funny but like they it wasn't like Shakespeare scenes and stuff it wasn't funny scenes right so I was like okay all right and like then I eventually got to like like you were funny where you probably weren't supposed to yeah, be funny yeah like people were like oh where it wasn't a total compliment yeah it was yeah it wasn't but everyone was so kind there and I eventually uh found my found my home in comedy <laughs> and got to pick my own stuff and do actual funny stuff in physical comedy um we got to do these, uh, we had to do theses as uh, our theses as a uh, theater major at mm -hmm. Temple University. And uh, I did this short one act called Laundry and Bourbon. Okay. So about these three drunk Texan women. Uh, two, are, two are really good friends. One's like has a secret. Uh, it's a really great play. I love it. And, uh, and then another like a newsy like friend comes over and tries to get to the bottom of it. But it's very like slapsticky and also mm -hmm. like has a lot of heart like I love those things the best that have like really yeah good characters that you care about and then just like ridiculous crazy stuff happening around yeah, it on the stage yeah there uh. was a fight scene in there that was great uh there's an actual fight scene pulling hair and throwing good. bourbon to take bourbon bottles <laughs> at each other yeah so okay you're you're taking you took this women in comedy uh, 1812, yes. and that's like your first step into doing. That what I had so my college, uh, 
my college career. So when I when I was a theater major, I was also a double major. I was a PR major too. Okay. And I was doing PR for Fit actually. Okay. Um, I had I had worked at the Art and Theater in the box office, and so um, I had known Alexis Simpson, and so I was like doing some stuff uh, for her back then, and then I just kind of started to see shows and like really enjoy them and see like a lot of groups from New York. I saw I Eat Pandas, one of the first shows I saw at Fit. Um, and yeah, and then I just started hanging around and then people like Alexis put me in like one of her shows she was doing. She was like, oh, Aubrey, you want to be in this improv mm -hmm. show? And so I just started to kind of do more and more. And then uh, I formed out of the 1812, me and Andrea Kuhar formed Local Holiday Miracle. And we uh, were told about Sketch Up or Shut Up by the people at 1812. Mm -hmm. um, I think someone heard about it or someone in the class heard about it. And then we went to that, and we did a sketch, and everyone was like so nice, and they were like, and "Write a show." And, and I'm assuming like, yeah. this was early enough that I was still Meg. Meg Favreau, still yes. hosting. Yes. Yeah, Which I feel like Meg left right before I start really doing anything. Okay. But Gosh, just brilliant. just naming that name makes me feel old in the scene, oh like <laughs> just knowing that she exists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess people. I guess the because it's it's grown so much. Yeah. Okay, so local hol holiday miracle, I remember. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that that started that early then. Um, yeah, we did. Our first show was like a show we did in the solo festival, working at the Art and Theater. Thomas and Amanda from there created this like solo festival where you could do like solo work, but it was mostly just any performance that was like done like bare bones, super cheap, um, found mm -hmm. space, everything free, everyone volunteer. So we did our first sketch show in that, and uh, it was in the uh, Wolf Building. It's like, it's like the 10, 20s. It's like 10th and Arch. Okay. It's that building that they have shows and stuff mm -hmm. in. Um, but we were like, there. that was before it was built. Uh, so we were down in like a basement, like hanging plastic and like oh, trash geez. cans of cinder blocks, <laughs> and like it just, there was just rubble, and like we would find like random weird like bunny statues. Perfect place for yeah, sketch yeah. comedy. Completely. It was terrifying, um, but it worked. It worked really well. And Sue Taney was in our first show. Okay. And Claire, uh, Halberstadt. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah, it's funny how like the circular, like everyone like. So, uh, so you're doing PR for Fit, which is a weird, because I, I try I start asking people like how they got involved in Fit or how they like first hear about it and like. Yeah, so I was not a performer, and then I became a performer through other people basically, and then I came back to Fit to perform. Um, so we first met in 2011. Yes. We took a class together. That was my first sketch. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask. I've been planning that all Ask day. that question. <laughs> can cross that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sorry. No, it's perfectly <laughs> fine. Uh, if I can get the information out without having to ask, that's awesome. Um, so. Yeah, that was great. That was so much fun. We yeah. So really you group. and me, and I think there's like. Brianna Kelly. Eleven that's of us total. Yeah. Maybe Carl. ten. Carl Bugatti. Uh, uh, was Chris McGraw in that class? I always want to say Chris. No. Chris was not. No, he wasn't in that class. Because I didn't meet him until after that. Um, Matt J. Matt J. Chris Coletta. Chris Coletta, yes. Mike Dieva. Mike Dieva. Brianna Kelly. Uh, Drew Debianco. Drew, yes. Uh, Pat Shostak. Yep. Yeah, because we shot we shot some fun videos. Of yeah. The um, <laughs> I feel like I miss. Oh, uh, Sawyer. Sawyer, yes. Um, yes. 
since that's an awesome name. I miss Sawyer. I haven't seen her around the uh, Alicia Sawyer. Now that I think we've named everyone, I'm a little. Sawyer, I'm really Alicia. worried. I've we've missed someone. And they're gonna be. Crying. So I'm trying to like. I know. I think. Go through. I think that's pretty much everyone though. I think that was it. Yeah, because there was like it, there weren't that many people in the Mm-mm. class, and you just we just named like eleven. I think. Yeah. Like so 12, including if, us. If I missed you, whatever, it doesn't yeah, matter. I still love you. It was just a while ago. <laughs> so the whole conceit of this class was Kevin Allison was coming down from New York every week, and we were going to write a show. Yes. Um, it was wild. It was awesome, yeah. Yeah. Like it worked really well for all of us just being thrown together and being practically I th- I strangers. We had a pretty good show. Um, yeah. Certain sketches didn't work as well as others. It was great, though. I thought. Mine was one like (laughs) (laughs) I just remember like you know it was my first time performing and like everything is going so fast and you but you still have that like immediate regret of like oh that did not work at all or at least that didn't work as well as I wanted it to but you have to keep going you have to keep moving like which is a thing you have to learn and deal with as as a sketch person yeah that was my first that was my first like. time with like strangers putting a sketch because me and Andrew were just doing like mm-hmm. more like skitty like we weren't doing like like that was more kind of gamey UCB yeah style. we because I remember like we I was in the first sketch of the night and those Brianna Kelly's civil war, yeah, civil, civil yeah. war reenactment <laughs> so and I took the role in reenactment because I didn't have to learn any lines because I died right body, away yeah. <laughs> if I can go through a sketch comedy show as a corpse yeah if I can do that Oh, happy you made the right choice like it's, that's a, my favorite thing but i also <laughs> remember like during that show like during that sketch specifically like trying very hard not to breathe and be yeah. visible with like lifting and oh yeah like, you can always get away you were yeah you were a like i actor, tried you know i was turning away from god the, you're like, alive still um, <laughs> <laughs> but then the uh, another memory well there's multiple memories i was in your sketch yes as the demon voice yes you were backstage you do a very good demon thank voice. you um, the, the demon of Olive Garden. Olive that Garden. Was my sketch. Where, where very realistic. Aubrey yeah. was making fun of people who add the Italian accent the when they Let's order go. stuff from fake Italian restaurants. I, yeah. Um, and then eventually Not making fun of them, embracing it. My yeah. neighbor did it. I was yeah, 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 yeah. with my demon voice. I was making fun. No, it was it was great. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, and then you dumped milk on yourself. Yeah. And, sp- and spaghetti. You dumped we, spaghetti in, in your. We went big in that hole because Brianna Kelly had milk. The last sketch, Drew's sketch. Oh, after that, oh, they that's were right. pouring milk You did on spaghetti. Them. Brianna did the milk. Yeah. Um, it was pretty nuts. It I was just, a pretty nutso show. And I just remember, like, lot. how are you guys playing the stage? Like, yeah, <laughs> that was I like sh- Greg's we, only concern was like. We had to put tarps down. Tarps. Like, I think there was a kiddie pool. Yeah, there as was well. a kiddie pool under Brianna Kelly. We like Kevin Allison doesn't mess around, man. He was just like, yeah, this is great, and we're like. Yeah, like we could do this. Like we're just going big, and we all had so many. Mark Dames, Mark Dames. That was the one I was missing. I forgot about. Yes, (laughs) because I because he was in the because he wrote um the serial sketch that you were in. Yes, which was where Alicia. Where my distinct memory of this was Kevin Allison loves fart jokes and shit jokes. He was cracking, and he constantly was pitching like another shit joke. Do it again, like. That was literally like the coolest thing in the world, just to have Kevin Allison like laughing when you do things. Yeah, Albert. I was like, ooh, what else? 
What else do I do? Yeah, Aubrey would say, <laughs> you got to take a shit. And Kevin Allison would lose his mind. And I was just like, I, like, I had like a mini like brain explosion. Like, I would just be like, oh, this is not real. And then I'd have to like keep going because I don't want to mess up anything. For so, okay, so that was your, now that we fully went through that entire show. Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah. My sketch was towards the end because there were liquids and Li- yes. uh, spaghetti. Yes, the order of the show is fully humans. dictated on... <laughs> The mess we were making. Me and Brianna Kelly were covered. We have a picture where she's covered him, and it looks very wrong. It looks very <laughs> wrong. Uh, she's covered in milk, and I'm covered in SpaghettiOs. And that wasn't even staged. That was legitimately what we looked like after yeah. both of those sketches. Um, because We didn't elaborate. In both of those sketches, I avoided the contact because in Olive Garden, I'm backstage on the God mic. Yes, true, true. While you're throwing spaghetti, spaghetti. in the air. Oh, and people were lifting me in the air on a chair <laughs> because I was levitating. And then in... Thanks, people, for letting me <laughs> do this. And then in the milk sketch, <laughs> I take... I take... Yeah. Who I think it was supposed to be my, my little brother, which was just a doll baby. Yeah, yeah. And I run out of the theater with it before all the milk, like, showers happen. So yeah, you, completely you avoid clean, every mess. A clean break. Right? I know. Yeah. But then you guys had to go shower and I had to help clean up. So there were two whatever. shows in during the day so yeah. we had to go over to Andrea's apartment Andrea Kuhar was very nice <laughs> let me and Brianna Kelly just randomly shower with spaghetti on our bodies in her shower thank you Andrea Kuhar <laughs> we owe you organs vital organs whichever one you want don't because take my her stomach it's probably not in great shape because her drain's <laughs> just full of spaghetti <laughs> now um, so then okay so that was your first class and then after that class Manny Petty that was actually during that class. Well, that's, me and yeah, Brianna like found out begins. that we had been asked secretly <laughs> at different times by Madonna mm-hmm. uh, to be a Manny Petty. We were just talking, and Brianna's like, "Oh, I'm a Manny Petty," and I was like, "You're a Manny Petty? I'm a Manny <laughs> Petty." She's like, "Oh, whoa!" And we were just like, "What? What's happening?" And we were in Manny Petty. Yeah, we just and we just found out at different times, and I guess we were so focused on yeah, like uh, that and show. the original <laughs> incarnation was five Should of you. Yes. Caitlin Thompson, Shannon Brown, Madonna, the creator, the god, uh, and me and Brianna Kelly. Because, and then my distinct memory of Manny Petty showing up was uh, there was another secret email going around for my group, Judo Range, after the class. Yes. And we were annoyed because we wanted you and Brianna (laughs) in Judo. We wanted, you know. Madonna does it again. But Manny Petty <laughs> happened, and we're like, oh, so that's not a thing anymore. Like, oh, man. So we went, like, three months as an all-guy group well, yeah, trying were, to figure out. You were, like, our counterpart. Because <laughs> there were, were no. double bill. Because Sketch was so small that that was it. I like, it felt yeah. like, <laughs> like. It was, yeah. And SketchUp was a great way to, like, meet. That's how, like, people formed groups and stuff. And Madonna had seen me and Andrea perform, and that's why right. she got me in then. Because. She Madonna and Brianna were in my sketch 101, Brian Kelly. Yes. Yes. So. yes. <sighs> Such a small world. Small world. Yeah. Um, all right. So Manny Petty starts mm-hmm. and then you guys are rocking and yeah. it's now like in its fourth incarnation of yeah, I think roster. I think there's been technically, if you count like every member that's gone in like every iteration. There's, there's at least like 11 or 12. I seven think. generations. Seven. I think. Wow. Like different generations. So there was, if, if, if you want me to get into it, uh, there was five of us. So there was the original mm. group, and then Shannon Brown moved. Okay, so I we couldn't remember which one was first. Yeah, 
it was her, Caitlin, moving first. It was her first. We were four for a while. We added Jess Ross. Okay. And then uh, Madonna left. Brianna was still with us. We added Jackie Baker, uh, Corinne Wells, Caitlin Weigel. Right. Uh, Jess and Caitlin left. So then it was just me. Caitlin Thompson. Caitlin Thompson. So it was just me. Yeah, not Caitlin Weigel. There's new <laughs> two Caitlins at this point now. I should really be more careful. <laughs> Caitlin with um, a K, Caitlin with <laughs> a C. So it was me, Jackie Baker, uh, Corinne Wells, Caitlin Weigel, and Brianna Kelly. And Brianna Kelly moved. Uh, so we added Molly Silverman, Kate Bamford, uh, Tara Demi, and then just kind of people fell, and now we are four. So. Yeah, so it's yeah. now Corin, you, Tara, Tara, and Caitlin Weigel. Caitlin Weigel, yes. But Corinne is currently living in New York, New York being a so superstar. Um, but she's still, it's been awesome. It's been, it's been really nice. We've been, she's back for performances with other stuff, too. So we, we've been able to keep it, keep the balance. So, so it's still active, just not as active as yes, we will be you might want to be. Yeah, we, we're going to do some, uh, we're, we're about to do some different things. So, like, we're going to, we're going to perform live soon as well, but, uh, we're gonna. I, I guess this is the first time I can say it because I think Madonna mentioned it. But there's gonna <laughs> be a reunion show because mostly everyone's gonna oh, be. Oh, fantastic! Home. So we're not. It's gonna be. It's gonna be something. It might not be our. Sh- it might just be us as individuals doing stuff. We're gonna. We're fantastic. We're working it and we're uh, figuring Boom. it out. Boom! Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. This just in. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited to see everyone and be in the same room with everyone because. We're all really close. We all keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I try and get out to L.A. now, like, once a year. I missed last year, so I need to get on it. Do um, it twice this year. Yeah, I could go twice this year. <laughs> I could go. In the last two months. come back for a week and then go. Yeah. Like, another week. <laughs> like, it would be so pointless. <laughs> hey, guys, just saw you. Days, waste uh, $1,000 on plane tickets. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then Madonna and Brianna are very close, and I get to go up there a lot. Now Corinne's there, too, so. It's a, we're very... It's good. Yeah, we're all over the place. Us. So then, okay, during Manny Petty, you also add uh, Go Rodeo yes, to your docket because you're not busy enough. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so One day. Were you, was that when, were you an original? I was an original, yeah, I was an original writer. Um, so I was cast as a writer and then I auditioned. Uh, I was cast as a cast member as well. So we mm-hmm. have a few writer cast members right. and now kind of everyone is a writer cast member they just show up and leads yeah so it was it was the, just the regular submit a packet submit a packet three sketches i think in like 10 pitches okay if my brain is correct but it could be wrong it might have been more ske- i think it was three sketches okay. and then five maybe five pitches um so submitted those blindly and then got called in to be a writer which was really cool and there were the first generation of writers, head writer Christian Alsis, uh, Aaron Herzog, Martha Cooney, myself, Chris McGrail. Uh, who else are we in the first? Bill Flynn, okay. Dan Bolden, Justin Miller. If I'm forgetting anyone, I will be burn at the stake. <laughs> and the director, Sam Russell Craig. So we were kind of the first. Right. And for, like, for the most part, a lot of that group's still together. Like Aaron Herzog's not in it anymore. Yeah, he moved to New York as well. <laughs> Lost another one, uh, but for a good reason. Yeah. They're very uh, talented and doing very well there. Um, but he'll come back every once in a while. Mm-hmm. He's having a show 
with good, good comedy here soon. So we'll have a little, I'm sure, some sort of reunion. <laughs> and uh, yeah, everyone's pretty much the same. We added some members uh, with casting. We added Zach. And Dan Corkery. Dan Corkery was actually, Dan well, Corkery and Jimmy were the second the, yeah. kind of iteration. But first round was Zach, Uzupis, uh, Goldie, Sutaney, um, Kevin Pettit. Kate Thompson, mm. so it's a lot of a lot of folding, a lot of bleeding over, and so. Um, so, <laughs> I ask this of pretty much everyone that has multiple like groups. Like, how do you write for Manny Petty versus it's Goat Rodeo versus like? It's funny, you know, because it. I mean, technically, just for me, Manny Petty's all girls. Goat Rodeo is a mixed group, so. I was writing a lot of all girl stuff for Manny Petty. When I got to Goat Rodeo, I was writing literally it, no all girl stuff. I was gonna say if like, you had, oh, if you had a sketch with a boy, it became a Goat Rodeo. Yeah, so I that's how I would do it for a while. But then Sam was like, Aubrey, I thought you were gonna write more sketches for women. <laughs> I, I was like, oh Sam, I just I just didn't think you would like. I thought this group was like I just didn't know you wanted it. So I'll start writing <laughs> sketches for women. And then, uh, so I'm getting I'm trying to get better at not separating them so much. Mm -hmm. because I think that's silly um, and it's easy enough to write anything for any group uh, male roles for Manny Petty because we've done that all the time yeah um, so yeah it's just been like kind of my brain kind of figuring out like what belongs where and also trying not to like uh, monitor myself or like uh, like restrict myself from anything based on the group I'm writing for okay um and as someone doing sketch comedy, I have to assume that Saturday Night Live and yes. sketch TV shows have been a, a, a part of your fandom. Uh, and I ask, that's another thing I ask everybody. Do you have a favorite Saturday Night Live cast member? Uh, yes, um, Amy Poehler. Okay. See, well, th so uh, actually that's a tough one because Molly Shannon is my spirit animal. Um, and I was, I was superstar three years in a row for Halloween as a high schooler. Okay, I was about to ask, like, what three years? Was yeah. this, like, a high school? Was three this in high school. Last year. I trick-or-treated as a high schooler. I was a very cool kid. And every single person asked me to make out with a tree. When I, <laughs> like, there were, there were so many people. I was in Delco, mind you, so that makes it a little more... Uh, but yeah, understandable. <laughs> but that also I had a lot of people ask any of my high school friends, Jackie McCam, Melissa Collette, <laughs> Katie Wilson, they'll back me up. Uh, literally. But okay, that means to me that the commercials, at least the commercials for that movie, hit something because she never made out with a tree on the show. In the movie. I was about to say that's in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So the I mean the movie had bombed for the most part. Yeah. Like, well, that was. I own it too, and I love it. I love it so much, but I love a lot of cheesy things. It's so. still technically a bomb. Yeah, true. <laughs> but some of the best things are, aren't they? Um. <laughs> um. Uh, so that means, yeah. why would people like want you to make out with a tree? I like, don't that's know. Such a like, of people, all like, the I things that Mary Catherine Gallagher does, people would not give me candy. Like there were. There were not, like, it wasn't everyone, of course, but there were, like, a handful of people who did, and I found it so weird. I guess they saw the movie, because <laughs> I think this was after the movie had come out, or as the movie was coming out. I'm trying to remember, like, it was, I think that was, like, oh, 2000, like, that even? Was, so I graduated high school in 2001, so 99-ish. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, maybe 99 because I remember Night of Roxbury was 98. Yes. Because that's when I started I watching right. the show, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been doing comedy for a while now. Yes. It's Do nice. you have anything, um, like any bits of knowledge, anything that you've learned f- about comedy that you yeah. could, that you would pass on to yeah. others? I'm sure it's nothing new, but uh, kill your darlings. Um, like be be okay with don't get too precious with yeah. names. Be okay with because that's that's how you grow. Uh, and like it's always good. Like a mani pedi, Madonna was always like, "I'll do it." Like, cause I, at first, wasn't as like I'm like, "Oh, I love this joke." <laughs> and like, I'll do. You gotta. And so like I I get better and better at it. Um, but it is like whatever makes your sketch the strongest. If it means cutting out a part you love, take that part out, use it in something different. Yeah, um, that's that's something that I had to learn was that like you can cut something from a sketch and reuse it some re- other point. You can, like, yeah, it's like using doesn't mean the whole it has to buffalo. go away it's forever. Just, yeah, it's like, you know, um, use the whole buffalo and just keep regurgitating. <laughs> because, I mean, you can you can dissect anything and turn it into mm-hmm. 40 different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you try. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, great, um, like you mentioned being a theater major and – getting that not quite compliment of like, oh, you're so funny in unfunny roles. So why do you do comedy? Why do I do comedy? Yeah. Um, That's a good question. Um, I do comedy because it like, it makes me so happy and it Mm -hmm. fuels me. Uh, And it's always been something I've been drawn to. Like as a kid, like if someone could make me laugh, I instantly like Mm -hmm. latched. I was like, okay, we're, we have the same like twisted sense of humor we're going to be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's always something I sought out in people. And it's always been, like, a quality um, that I've been drawn to in people as well. So, yeah, just it just makes me really happy. Like, I mean, we all we all kind of do it for free and stuff. But I would never – I couldn't imagine life without it. So, um, to get sentimental. Uh, plus, I like writing a lot. And I like – I also like improv. So, I like just getting up there. And being able to play as an adult is very, very important. Right. We don't get it often, and this is like so much fun, and it just like fuels your soul because like yeah. life can beat you down <laughs> as an adult uh, so much. And I'm a <coughs> nanny, and so like I get to play during the day, and I get to play at night, and like I just don't want to stop playing. <laughs> like I just like, give me give me Legos, guys. Just <laughs> give me like I w- I love like making stuff out of cardboard and duct tape, <laughs> and it's just so much fun. Like painting your face and doing weird things and asking your friends to throw spaghetti at you, which yeah. is a thing I did. Twice. Like no one even, everyone was like, yeah, <laughs> this is so normal. And I'm like, no, it's not. Thank you, guys. I don't think any of us were against that idea no. at all. No, I know. It's like, it's, and I think that's another reason I do comedy. I have all these like weird, like I have like these goals in my head that are very bizarre. Like I'm like, yeah, like, this would be awesome if I could like eat an entire pizza on stage or like <laughs> if I could do this and then I'll like write stuff to do that or like my friends will write stuff so I can do weird things like my friends shampooed my hair on stage while I, I was standing I, in a bucket. I was there. I saw that shit. And I'm like, these are like, these are like life goals. Like yeah, these are there, like. There's certain things that you can do on stage that if you did by yourself or. Yeah. Or like just in the privacy of your own room, you're a total creep and weirdo. But now it's just. But now that it's on stage, (laughs) you are are a clown and like. (laughs) 
Everything's are, good. It's not sad. People are paying it's money. It's not sad anymore. People are paying money to see my friends throw spaghetti at me <laughs> while I pretend to be possessed <laughs> by a Olive Garden demon. So, yeah. That's that why I do it in a nutshell. <laughs> All right. Thanks, cool. Aubrey. Thank you for having me, Josh. Aubrey can be seen next as Fit House Team Goat Rodeo returns to the stage with Submit It For Your Approval on October 13th and 14th with Patrick Wright Sketches and October 20th and 21st with Fred Brown. All those shows begin at 9 p.m. and tickets are available at fitcomedy.com. Don't forget that Philly Sketch Fest Presents returns on October 21st at 8.30 p.m. with the musical comedy of Catherine and Sarah and the sketch duo KC Masterpiece featuring Chris Hodge and Chris McGee. And at 10 p.m., WGRA Radio Theater presents H.G. Wells' The War of the Worlds. More information can be found at phillysketchfest.com, and tickets are available at ticketfly.com. And I mentioned it up top. Dirty Sketch in Philadelphia returns November 19th. Submit your sketch groups at phillysketchfest.com. My first sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at PHL Sketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to watercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook to keep up I'll be talking to you next. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Join us next week when I talk to Sarah Clemency. But in the meantime, go see some comedy. <laughs>